dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 NYC. Yeah, 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 What's going on? This is Jealous from Nick and Tom's show here giving you that Nick's talk just in the nick of time. And you know what time it is, right, guys? You know what time it is. It's time to hit the gunshot today, man. It's time to hit the gunshots. The Knicks, once again, are over 500. We're doing the damn thing. ESPN is out here trying to tell you, oh, oh y'all too excited. It's only a little win streak. Why are you so happy? Everybody doubted us. Everybody thought we was only getting 22 wins, but we are over 500. We're playing meaningful basketball for the first time since 2012, 2013 season, man. And then an all-star, but we have three players going at all-star weekend in Julius Randle, Obi Toppin. And we also got RJ Bagger in the Rising Stars League. We're fifth in the league. Won eight of our last 11 games, six of our last seven. And we're right now, right now, we are 19 to 18. That's the gunshots of Hit the gunshots, man. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of people like the Max Kellermans of the world saying we're overreacting, saying that we can't be happy. Be happy. Talk your stuff. Listen, Knicks Nation, don't let anybody hold you down and, and hold your jaw. We deserve this, man. We've been through too much not to celebrate these small victories. And I know, I know we have a tough schedule going ahead, but it does not matter. Whatever happens in the second half happens, but right now, enjoy the wins today. All I got to say about that, hitting the gunshot for one time, man. Clap it up for Knicks Nation. Clap it up if you all 72. Clap it up if you still here. You didn't jump ship like Max Kellerman went to the Lakers. Clap it up for that, man. Y'all still Knicks fans. Y'all still here. All 72 all day. Let's do it. All right? Cool. Now that that's out the way, we already know we're here. We talk, we're here to talk about the Knicks. The Knicks beat the lowly Detroit Pistons, you know? Dennis Smith Jr. He had a triple-double. The other day, but nah, not today, not today, not today. We we, we it was it was called it wasn't called for that today. We beat the Detroit Pistons in a resounding fashion. We had Julius Randle come in, give you 27.16 rebounds, seven assists. Peyton with 20 rebound, 20 points, six rebounds, four assists, four steals from Peyton. R.J. Barrett 21 points, three round, four rebounds, five assists. Nerlens Noel give you 12, 11, four steals and two blocks. And Reggie Bullock actually hit double double. Come on. <laughs> Before we even get to the rest of the game, though, let me just introduce my guys first and foremost. You know who it is, man. It's my man, the reliable, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Let's go. Damn right he's in this building. All right, all right, all right. And then also, you go, we got with me today. We got my guy from Knits, Jess, etc., Alex. Over there, he's a host of Nick Sessions, etc. The Chattercaster, always doing his thing, always dropping that line. Shout out to you, Alex. How you doing, my guy? I'm good, JLS. I'm good, Ryan. How you guys doing today? I'm doing. I'm good. I feel yeah. Really good. Yeah, man. I'm straight, straight. I'm feeling real good, man. I, I, listen, Nick's are over 500. I've seen my guy. He's gotten back into the game. The Prince is back in effect. I don't know if he's going to get traded or not, but I'm just glad to see my man play in the Knicks uniform one more time, all right? <laughs> I'm just glad. I'm just glad. We don't know what's going to happen, man. We don't know. We don't know, but it just seems like for once, Tom Thibodeau, you know, maybe he's showing something in practice, but Tom Thibodeau is seeing what he's doing in practice and appreciating the defense, what he brings to this team, man. It just seems like that's what's happening. But before we even get to that, let me just think of press. Shut up. And get into this game, all right? So the Knicks beat the Detroit Pistons 114, 104. 
Alex, man, break it down. What did you see in this game today, bro? <laughs> well, what we saw in the game, man, it, it, it was the offense came out pretty solid in the first half, and then it started to cool off in the third quarter, then showed a little bit of life towards the end, at the end of the third, and then lulled for most of the fourth, and then came around the towards the end to like close out this game. But I think the thing that it was really that really st- stood out was that you had Julius, Peyton, and RJ just all going at it. They were all like kicking on, uh, on all cylinders, mostly the first unit in general. Like Bullock came on a little bit later. Nerlens Noel was giving his you know rim protection, solid defense. Mm-hmm. Um, the team played well, although they you had the feeling that it wasn't it wasn't a commanding win. Like I know it looks like we beat we blew the Pistons out, right. but it didn't really feel like we blew the Pistons out. We kind of let them hang around all too long. They cut it down to I think maybe nine to eleven points yesterday. It was didn't really feel comfortable, but we were able to secure the win. It was a nice, solid performance, mostly from like I said, R.J. Payton. Uh, and Randall, of course. Is that our big but... three? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the big three. Is that our big three? RJ, Peyton, Randall? Peyton's, Peyton's been scoring over 20 points. I'm, I'm trolling everybody right now. All the, thumbs, all the thumbs downs are coming right now from that question. I'm sorry, my bad. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did the sound just go down? Yo, Alex, you still there? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I thought you, th- I thought you said Ryan. No, oh, I you said no, Ryan. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, cut you, I cut you off, so I thought... Oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I thought you were talking to Ryan. Uh, no, I think, like, there's nothing really else to, to say about the game. Like, second unit struggled a little bit. Took I- IQ couldn't really find some rhythm. Burks was able to find some r- rhythm off the bench. Um, Obi gave some pretty solid production in the second half. Like, he had some nice finishes. Um... Honestly, it was just it was a good win to get right before going into the break. That way, with the Knicks have, you know, an above 500 record, they're winning. They're 19 and 18, solid victory. Oh my goodness! And then I guess we got to talk about your boy too, right, Frank? Oh, Frank just yeah, we gotta talk heating about up, man. We gotta talk went about, three man. for four yesterday. Yeah, we gotta talk about that. We gonna three talk- for three from, <laughs> from the field. He went 13 for 20. He's 13 from 21 over the last three point shot attempts that he's taken, which is insane to even. That's a legitimate number. It's a small sample size, but it's crazy to even think that he's been on the floor for so little, but yet he's hitting that many threes. His jumper looks good. Um, that step back really had me dying yesterday. That I, I just could not believe he was did a step back, drained a three. And I'm surprised <laughs> they even turned that over. Man. That was not even a foul. That was just insane. I don't know how that's not a foul. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, almost, yeah. That, that, that thing that was probably the most bothering aspect of it. Um, okay. But yeah, that's that, that's that's what I got from yesterday's game. All right. Okay. Okay. You, we'll talk about Frankly. I talked about him a little bit earlier. We'll talk about Frankly and, and that and that step back in his game. I want I want to give Julius Randle some flowers first because he got, he did give us twenty seven points, sixteen rebounds, and seven assists. So I want to talk about him first. Like I know he had a bad game game before when he only scored fourteen points, but um, today was another. I, I have to big him up because it's gotten so routine that people are starting to take it for granted. You know, that like how good he's really is and really become. And everybody's eating crow now because everybody wanted him gone. And if you read the, the Player Tribune's um, article, 
you see he obviously worked on his game and it's been a perfect storm for us between him working on his game Tom Thibodeau coming here holding him and the team accountable and just the pieces is added and Kenny Payne those guys I, I just feel like everything came to a head and now Julius Randle is kind of ascending to another level and an all-star level at that and he, he let his presence be known in this game scored 18 and 10 uh, in the first half alone carrying a team and doing things that you haven't really seen him do all last season like he trusts Reggie Bullock now he 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 gives up he gives up the ball to Reggie Bullock openly he draws double teams he passes um he plays defense there was a point in the fourth quarter where the game was in the balance they cut the game down to 10 points they cut the game down to 10 points and I believe it was was a Plumlee was going for a layup and he smacked mm-hmm. the ball against the against mm-hmm. the rim and that was it turned into an easy two points um, in the Knicks' favor, so he, like he, his all-around game is just taking, um, is going to another level. And I'm just gonna give my my guys some flyers right now, and I think, um, listen, when he goes to that All-Star game, he might be he might be doing some recruiting, man. He might be he might be doing some recruiting, <laughs> and when he's recruiting, he can he can contest that this culture is changing. Um, you see what the Knicks are doing now. You see how I'm playing on the floor, and maybe you should join us because you see what I'm doing right here. I'm blocking shots. I'm I'm, hit, I'm hitting three pointers now. Like I can pass that ball to you instead of Reggie missing to get the end of the game. This could be you. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Reg, Reggie's getting some shit. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Reggie because he's playing pretty good defense on on, on Wade Ellington the whole night. But I, I just I just want him to hit three pointers past the uh, the third quarter for once, or at least the second quarter. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Reggie. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be a victory celebration stream. My bad. My bad, Reggie. My bad. Ryan, <laughs> any takeaways from this game, man? All right, I'm gonna just I'm gonna add my two cents right quick. Um, the one thing I do want to point out is the playmaking ability of Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, and yeah. even and even Alfred Payton too, because I feel like they really tried to you know, go with their own pace and try to get, you know, other guys open. Because, I mean, come on, when you, a game where you where you have Reggie Bullock scoring 12 points and Nolan's the world scoring 12 points, you know that's a good game right there because those guys barely over barely go over double digits. Right. And that was due to the playmaking ability of R.J. Barrett, Randall, and Peyton throughout the game. And, um, and I know everybody's bigging up Julius Randall and you know, other players on the team. But I think I, I think a player that really deserves bigger right now is RJ Barrett because if you really Absolutely. Seen, because if you really seen his game lately, like he's playing at his own pace. Like he's taking his time. Like he like nobody's rushing him into anything, you know, like he's just there taking his time, you know, seeing the court, you know, making you making his move depending on what he sees, you know, and he's he just has an all around game right now. He has a three point shot, the mid range, going to the basket. Is he, and he's even playmaking because I think he threw like maybe one or two laps of Nolas Lowell in the paint as well, you know, to go for a dunk because you know you can't, you can't throw the ball to Nolas to Lowell when he's on the ground because that's gonna be a fumble. No, nah, that's, a, that's a, yeah, that's a fumble exactly. for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, so you know he's throwing lobs up to Noel and things like that. So I definitely want to big up RJ Barrett there and um. I see a lot of Frank hate in the comments. So I have to speak because Ari is here. That's why <laughs> <laughs> Frank hate Frank hate follows Ari wherever he goes. If I say anything nice about Frank, he has a he has a fit. That's what it is. You see, <laughs> you see, he's here's the thing. Like people aren't saying Frank is the second coming of Michael Jordan. Like like a lot of people think that you know because Frank gets a lot of love or whatever the case may be. Like people be thinking like, oh, we're saying that he's gonna be this great superstar player, whatever the case may be. No, I'm not trying to say that at least. What I'm trying to say is that I actually see the, I actually see the value he adds on the court when he's on there. It's the guy is not a scrub. He can play ball. Like, come on. Like he's shooting what? 13 of 21 from three in his last like 
eight games or something like that. And then on top of that, like in this game, like I felt like he went into his bag a little bit because like he was doing things. I was like, yo, Frank is acting totally different in this game. Like, I don't know what's going on. Man, y'all forcing like, me to have this Frank conversation earlier than I was trying to, but we here. We here. I know. I mean, no, we here. We here. Yeah, I gotta say, I gotta say some things yeah. though, because I'm like, because n- number one, the I think it was the first three he hit. He did he did a one dribble move sidestep four three. And I was like, I don't I don't I don't recall Frank doing things like that. Hey, you know yeah. what? I, I, and he, uh, wait, wait, wait. I, I'm, I'm still going. I'm still going. Okay, go, go ahead. My bad. Cook, yeah. my, my bad. Cook, my guy. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, I didn't see Frank do things like this. Like, I was like, yo, what's going on? And then I think the second 3-2, like, he, you know, he put the ball on the floor again and then went up for the three again. I was like, hold up. I, was, I thought Frank was a catch-and-shoot shooter. Like, he's actually putting the ball on the floor and actually created space to take a threes now? Mm-hmm. And then that, that third, then the third three, I was like, because he, cause he faked hard drive snatched it back and shot the three and I was like hold up this guy's acting totally different like who is this man I don't recall this player right now <laughs> so I'm like yo if 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 Frank can continue to play with this confidence there's no way he should be out of the rotation and people need to stop saying the dude is a scrub because he's not a scrub he actually got some game to him people I think people just get mad at the fact that he gets a lot of love from some fans that's what it is and the fact that okay, maybe he maybe he's he's not living up to the eighth pick or whatever the case may be, but the kid can play and he can definitely be a rotation piece to the Knicks. Like I don't see what's wrong in that. Yeah, that's really what it is. And I'll say this, Ryan. Like since the conception of the KOT show, because you know we started KOT show when Derrick Rose was a part of the Knicks, and we got Frank here. And I remember the year we got him. Our our uh, pick and roll defense was so bad. You know that's the year when Jeff Hornacek was there. It was all offense, and our pick and roll defense was so bad. He was he was projected to be the best pick and roll defender in the in the draft. It's all right, cool. This seems this guy seems like he's gonna be a, a, a good guy, a good player to have. But from the beginning, he was a project. We all like that, and we said that. And and I still remember saying this three or four years ago. Like bare minimum, I, he's going to be a three and D guy. But it's gonna take a minute, and I, I said it from I said it from then. If you, it's always I always look at the free throw shooting. The free throw shooting has always been good. The free throw shooting is always good, and, and to me, when that's good, everything else kind of follows later. Because then all after that, it's all about footwork and timing and figuring out the spacing between the man um, who's closing in on you on defense. And that, so it's like the free throws are the first indicator that. The shot is going to come around. So, and lo and behold, it started coming around. Now, people like to say, you know, Frank isn't aggressive, and he isn't. But he hasn't. He's an aggressive as a point guard. As a shooter, though, I've seen him start to do those step back moves last year. He just wasn't getting a lot of minutes and getting a lot of playing time. But I, I remember, I remember the Knicks going overseas, and um, him um, pulling a step back three at the top of the key in like France or something like that. I don't remember where he was. So it's been coming in small doses. So I, I'm not super surprised. Cause I've seen it coming, I've seen it coming, and I'm just like, it's here now. It's, it's just bask in the glory, Jealous. That's all you want. It's, 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 it's it. here now. It's just here now. And listen, he's not a starting. He's not a, a starting caliber point guard. He's just a role player at this point who can set a man up every now and again because he still has point guard and passing skills, but he doesn't have the hand, the confidence in his handles to run a point to run the point guard position full time, which is okay. Cause right now. Uh, every person in the league needs a three and D player, and if he's shooting threes at a higher clip and he's pulling it at a higher clip, then he'll he'll have value on this team or, or on any other team he's on. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was trying to save the Frank talk, but man, y'all was going in. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's it's because it's such a hot topic, and I'm just like, yo, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a defend Frank a bit here, cause I'm all like, right, yo, he, right. he's he's a, he's been playing good lately, so I was like, yo, I'm a defend Frank because he's right. it's, not, it's not like he's out here sticking it up, so I'm like, I was trying to build off your R J Barrett stuff, and then it went to the Frank, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna circle back to your R J Barrett uh, <laughs> hype, cause that's why I was trying to go before you went off, the... <laughs> and I was like. RJ Barrett, like I said, he's been doing well. I feel like, you no, know, I think people are starting to realize that we shouldn't trade this kid. I think people are starting to realize that. Because I hope of it, so. Right? Because, you know, <laughs> a week ago, uh, he wasn't shooting well and was like, oh, what, why, why is he, why is he, why is he playing so bad? He's, he's a bust. He's not Bradley Bill. He's not, but it doesn't matter if he's not Bradley Bill at this point. At this point, it matters is he's 20. Um, he's developing. Uh, he's gotten better in every statistical category so far. Points, rebounds, free throw shooting. Uh, mid-range game is, I talked about this on Cleaning the Glass, the mid-range game is is, is um, up already. Um, he is now trending from below average to average to slightly above average in his mid-range game. The three-point shot is around 34%. And on top of that, people were talking about his handles at the beginning of the season. No one remembers this stuff. Remember, no one remembers the, no one remembers, everybody remembers, no one remembers, everybody sees the mistakes and and points it out when the mistakes are corrected everybody forgets that he used to do this like if you saw to the even yesterday's game uh, there was a play where he was like around the top of the key or a foul line and he was dribbling the ball between his legs a few times did a little juke all of a sudden blows by his man for an easy lay uh, no a dunk like he didn't have the handles to do stuff like that last year so he, he's built out every facet of his game methodically so, so and I gotta get props for RJ for that, and I think this. I think he's he's gonna be fine. And the fact that he's a rookie, producing at this rate, um, shooting over forty percent from three over the last six weeks, and, and being a, a, a Robin for once, for the first time in his career, I think at twenty at this price point, it's invaluable to have that on a team. And I think by now we sh- people should know we should not be trading RJ Barrett. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree, Jails. We shouldn't be trading RJ. I mean, he's only 20 years old. Like, we, he hasn't even scratched really the surface yet. He's not even close to his prime. Like, you know, Julius Randle, he's 26. I don't even think Julius has reached his prime yet. Maybe next year, 27. It's like 27, 28 where you start really reaching, like, your prime. Right. And it's like 28 to, like, 31, 32-ish area. That's, like, the real, like, set area for when a player or an athlete in general is just – at the peak of their game mentally and physically. So RJ's still learning it out, too, like, mentally. Like, he's really good for a sophomore in the league. I mean, just the numbers alone. Like, he's jumped from 32% to 35% from three and taking around the same volume of threes, yeah, too. And he's exactly. went up like 40% to 44%. Like, all the stuff that you're pointing out. Like, he, it's it's interesting because he's, he's a well-rounded player and he's elevated, as you said, like, all areas of his game is just coming up together it's not like he just improved in like one area like some players do where it's like oh wow you added right. like a three-point mm-hmm. shot no like all of his all of the game is like coming through like slowly but surely and this kid just shows that he's work he's all about work he's serious um the g league rj stuff was just insane uh just because it's like come on guys like do you not see how serious this kid is? Like, every player goes through a, a, a funk. Like, you just got to let him work it out. He's mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. more than capable of doing it, and we're seeing it, right? And just got to be happy for it. You can't trade this kid. You can't throw him in, in any package deal. Like, he has to be he, – he, con- he is considered a core of this Knicks team. 
him. Yeah. Uh, Randall has to be considered a core of this Knicks team just for his performance. Absolutely. I don't think you, can, you, can't, you can't let the guy who's been a leader of this team, who's been the catalyst of right. this team, walk away like, nope. uh, uh, when I'm it comes to re-signing him. You got to re-sign him at this point. Man. You got you got to re-sign him at this point. Like Trading him is like, that will just... That'll ruin like a culture that you're trying to set for the New York Knicks. Like, oh yeah, we treat our best guy by like trading him to get more picks. I don't even think Tibbs would be on that bus to begin with because we see how he feels about rookies to begin with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And 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 it's and in general, it's just hard to get value back. One, it's just hard to get. We have this conversation so many times, but one, it's just hard to give value back um, when you're trading uh, someone like Julius Randle. You know what I mean? It's hard to absolutely. Get, and I, I can't. I can't even believe him talking it talking about him like this it's kind of surreal to me as i'm seeing it <laughs> but it's hard to get <laughs> it's hard it's hard to get value back when you're trading someone like like that who command double d command double teams hit threes play defense and pass the ball out of double teams like usually when you're looking for an all-star like you want him to be a two-way player you can make other people around him better hit space the floor and command double teams and and, and and take advantage of that and we have that in the building already like that's <laughs> and you know there's, there's there's the argument that you trade him for Obi Toppin and we don't know what Obi Toppin's going to be we just we just don't know at this point you know yeah yeah, yeah no we don't and um like the thing about like Randall too like one you talk about value two is just like if we just look at like the shot chart from him in general, right? Like Stat Muse pointed uh, post this uh, the shot chart that he did from like what was it twenty seventeen? I think it was twenty seventeen season up until now. You see that he was only like around the rim, and now he's expanded his game to like get behind the three point shot. But just like everywhere, he just shoots everywhere at this point. Like you, it's so hard to find. Like yeah. that is like yeah. And the, someone who could just bully like Kobe Bryant said it best. He's Zach Randolph and. Uh, Lamar Odom in like in one body, which is like for his size, it's insane. So yeah, it was you can't crazy, you can't yeah. you, you can't let him go. Um, you know this is why he's our all star. He's that's why he gets the MVP chance when you listen to him. Hear him at yeah, the garden, like exactly. He's legit doing it all. It's I don't know. Yeah. There's not much more praise like to to say about him. Like I was ready to run through a wall when I read that Players Tribune. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And the thing is, people some people say, well, he's not number one option, and and my my rebuttal would be, he might not be a number one option. Like, cause, but you also don't know. One, you don't know what he's gonna grow into because no one knew he was gonna grow into this this year. Mm-hmm. And you know, he, we still have four or five more, at least minimum five years of this. Mm-hmm. Minimum, right? You would think around yeah. that. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a guy's gonna be injury prone just because the way he's built. <laughs> yeah. Right. But also, if he's not a one A, he can certainly be a one B. Like. Yes. That's not even a, a question. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, yeah, Julius Randle can, you know, carry a team on his, you know, by, him, by himself and probably get them, you know, a few games over 500 and this and that. But if you actually have championship aspirations, then, yeah, you're going to have to give, you're going to have to put a 1A next to Julius Randle and have Julius Randle maybe be a secondary option on that right. on that team. But at the moment, it's like, you know, the reason why the Knicks are 19 and 18 is because of Julius Randle. Julius Randle is carrying the team at the moment, and... You know, a player like that, like you don't give him away for cheap. Like if you give him away, you have to you have to definitely get value back. You have to definitely get a player that's going to make an impact on the team along with some draft picks. And you know, at the moment, like the, with the trade, how the trade market is, you're not going to find that value. So it doesn't make sense to trade Julius Randle. You might as well just build a team around Julius and see if he can bring in another star and see where the Knicks can go. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and what do you do after you trade them, right? Like you're just, you want to reset? Like why would you even want to reset yeah, when you, you have something that's pretty good right now? Like yeah, you're just, within you're just, a year, it's okay, it's okay. we're, no, it's all good. Within a year, like with pretty much the same roster, we're over 500 halfway through the season. So what are we, what are we resetting for? Like, and even with this team, like if Julius Randle's like your top option, who's 26 years old, by the way, that's pretty good. You got like four, like four or five solid years out of him to like hopefully get something with the other guys who are like Mitch, if he's around for that long, right? You hope Mitch is like turns out to be something like a good center. RJ quickly, uh, if Obi's around too, like you hope these guys all trans like transpire into something that's contributing to a successful team. So we're in that trajectory right now. I don't see any point in moving Randall at this point. Like with this type of performance. If it was like if you started to see something teetering off, maybe. But halfway through the season, it's a lot. Thirty-seven games. That's a big sample size to see that. Yeah, it's not exactly. slowing down. If people yeah. have. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Go ahead. I'm bad. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. No. 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 no, no okay. That was it. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. 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 Absolutely. And the thing you have to realize too is the timeline, right? Like, like if you're if at this point if he's got 26 he's kind of leading the team if you're if you're trading him for draft picks that means you're setting the timeline back um another what three to four years at that point and then you're saying rj's the man now you're saying rj's the man and you're hoping ob um develops into something else and i, I love ob but we don't know what he's going to be it's still a question mark like he's a little behind like we know he's a little behind because you know he hasn't been getting the minutes um, it's, it was disappointing that you know he only got 11 minutes yesterday because you know he's playing around. He's playing one. He was playing behind Julius Randle to the second unit from that from that game. Didn't really bring it, and he, and you know Detroit got back into the game. Um, but we just don't know what he's going to bring long term. Like, uh, it seems like he needs more of a point guard t- to get him going because you know he has the Amari Stoudemire uh, moniker o- over his head. So, so mm-hmm. which is fine. Which is fine, but it's just that it's just we we basically have to build the team a whole other way if if we're getting rid of Randall at this point. But um, yeah. Nah, I hear you, and like we don't really know what Obi is. And look, I was someone who was thinking that we had to trade Randall. Look, um, me too. Yeah, like even this season too. Um, and shout out to Ari in the chat. Ari had like Ari was on my pod, and like we talked about like having to trade Randall and think like you like I, Randall is definitely worth like two, three first rounders. But the question is like one that you always bring up, like who's going to give that up. Right. Um, I think there could be, play, I think there could be teams, but I don't see anyone making a move this season, but why would you want to trade the guy who's now the leader of the team? Like I'm changing like my position on it. Cause like you, you read the, you, you read, read all the, the stuff from like mm-hmm. the players tribune. You start hearing the stuff on JJ, the JJ Reddick's podcast, the old man three. Right. And then you start seeing how the teammates are treating him. Like they're just praising him. Like this is our all-star. Like you see RJ quickly, Theo Pinson, just like right. rallying around this guy. Like, like there is a culture that you have to build. Like I get right. there's the business side of this, but you know, you all like developing culture or developing like some identity to a team. Um, that, that comes into a factor as well. Um, so absolutely. No, absolutely. I, I don't know. It, it takes it beyond the 2K mindset of, you know, you do your trade and you re- and nothing's happening behind the scenes because that trade happened. Like, if you, if, you, if, you, if you remove the culture piece 
or the, one of the biggest culture pieces on the team, that's going to have an effect on you. That's going to yeah. change roles. So we definitely have to uh, consider it as well. And that's, that's a great point. Um, salute, salute to the chat. Hold on. Before we begin to this conversation, it's kind of got, went into some other things. But we're going to bring it back <laughs> first. But we're going to salute to the chat at first, all right? Shout out to Ari over here causing trouble. Shout out to you, my guy. Always love you having on the chat. <laughs> the real... <laughs> Shout out to my cousin. Shout out to my fake cousin, Winston, man. Shout out to you, Winston Ellis. Shout out to you. SK, shout out to you. Wait, I mean, SK, SK, shout out to SK in his super chat. He says, our second unit needs to pass the ball instead of just chucking threes. Feed Obi, for example. Zero assists from IQ and Frank is unacceptable. Shout out to the host, the mods, and the chat. We need to get, we're going to get into this right after the shout outs. <laughs> all right, I got you, SK, all right? Um, shout out to my Dermas who Gregory Castillo says you got second half another year to evaluate everything no you're right um, mm -hmm. shout out to Fernando Oviedo C.S. Herm and everybody else in the chat and if you're new don't be shy give us a hashtag new in the chat and we'll shout you out shout out to NSD1129 and shout out to Fritz Alessandro man who's always holding us down as well editor, writer and everything to KOT shout out to you man he has like 27 hats on on the background you know <laughs> <laughs> Ari's asking for Young Simba. I don't see Young Simba in the chat, man. I can't do the Young Simba unless Young Simba's in the chat. Is Young Simba in the chat? <laughs> Shout out to Brooklyn Belly, too. I see you over here, Brooklyn Belly. I think I saw you on, on, on uh, Nick's Fan TV the other night. <laughs> All right, cool. So now, what's addressed uh, the rest of this Pistons game? Um, which is the second unit? That's, this, is when the, this is when the game fell apart, right? Because in the third quarter... We pushed the league to 20. It looked like we were going to coast. And the second unit came in around the end of the third, fourth quarter. And the lead dwindled down to 10. Um, and I, you know what? I have to say this, yo. Um, I know the shots didn't go in. But the offense actually moved better to me tonight than the night before. Hmm. Uh, am I alone in thinking that? Or what are you, you, what's your assessment of the, of the second unit last night? You mean in comparison to the Spurs game? Yeah. Well, I'll say this about the second unit. Um, they definitely didn't help the Knicks out this game. Mm -hmm. You know, IQ had no points. Um, Toppin, well, Toppin had like four. And I think mm -hmm. Frank and Burks both had nine. Right. So they definitely did. So they definitely didn't provide production. And... I hate I hate throwing criticism at IQ because IQ is doing pretty good for his rookie season. But what you gotta I, do is you gotta do is he, yeah, he gets yeah. praised too. He can get criticism as well. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, mm -hmm. but when but it seems like when IQ's on the court, like it's not all the time, mm -hmm. but a lot of the time it's like he just focused on scoring. Like you know, like it's it's kind of it's kind of look like he has tunnel vision now, where it's like you know what if I have the ball, I'm just looking to score. I'm not really trying to set up anybody. No, you're right. Stat. But but he has shown also in the past that he does have the ability to set up players. So I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a mindset where Tibbs is where Tibbs is like you know what when you get when you get when you get into the game we're gonna give it like a Lou Williams type role mm -hmm. and, and just mm -hmm. chuck it up or if that's just IQ just you know going through like that little rookie slump or whatever and he's just like tunnel vision at the moment and not really looking you know to pass it out to his teammates whatever the case may be, but um, I think like. And then Frank, too, you have to admit, Frank hasn't been playmaking as well. You know, like, he was a bit shot-happy as well. But he was getting it. He was making them, though, and when, and especially in that first half. But it's like, when you have guys like, you know, topping on the floor, like, 
I think somebody mentioned it in the chat. Like, you do need to feed somebody like that. Right. You know, you have to try to get topping into the game. And if you're not going to set up, like, you know, movement off the ball or where, you know, you can, you know, set them up for a lob and things of that nature, like, you know, I feel like you're not utilizing Toppin enough, you know, and Toppin's just there as I a agree. defender. And then, you know, that def even though Toppin's been better at defending this season, he's not really there to defend. Right. You know what I mean? He's to get so, buckets, yeah, supposedly. Yeah, ex yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so I feel like that second unit does need more of a facilitator, which mm. means either there's going to have to be some shuffling done because I know later on we're going to talk about whether we rather Rose or Payton in the starting lineup, but there's definitely going to have to be a facilitator within that second unit. Or IQ and Frank has to realize that, you know what? We're going to have to try and create a bit more for the second unit and get guys like topping, you know, shots and things of that nature. So, yeah, the second unit, they just need to, you know, facilitate, facilitate the ball more and, and incorporate more ball movement. I agree with you. I, I agree, too, with you, Ryan. And to answer your question, Jalice, like, I did see, like, there was just better ball movement all around from the Spurs game to yeah. the Pistons game. Um, Spurs game, it was clearly like it was a Julius Randle show, and then it, nothing worked. Like, everything that could possibly go wrong in that game went wrong in that game. I mean, we had Frank starting at point guard. I mm -hmm. think he's a better off-ball, off like, guard at this point. Like, I just agree. 3 and D, mm -hmm. help facilitate the ball, just keeps, keep it swinging, be like a connector that we talked about, right. kind of like that Halliburton role. Um, not be, He's not Halliburton. I'm just saying, like, something to that role so that no it. one just goes wild in the chat. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but... You know, like, the second, you know, like, they move the ball well, but to point out to, like, IQ, like, I wrote about this back for, like, Hoops Habit. When you look at, like, when you look at IQ shooting from, like, college, he's been a streaky shooter, and that's going to mm -hmm. happen, like, coming to the, like, he's just not going to start, it's not all going to start clicking in the NBA, like, go from college being streaky and now being in the NBA, just being, like, a fluid shooter. Right. And he can fit, he can fix that. Guys like Chris Middleton, Clay Thompson, um... Uh, Duncan Robinson, those guys have all had like were streaky, somewhat streaky shooters in college. Um, but they you can correct that. That right. just takes time. NBA uh, training, you know, it takes years to get better at that. Um, I'm not too worried about it. But that's just, he's also a rookie too, so right. you're gonna get these type of nights. And I think to Ryan's point, you know, he is trying to look for his own. He knows that he's the shot, the shooter on the in the second unit, like. We have Burks on that second unit too, who's supposed to help shoot, but he's also streaky, and really. Burks is not, to be honest, like Burks is not supposed to be the face of that second year. It's more so like IQ at this point, who's yeah, supposed to. Yeah, uh, but that's what we got him too at the same time. But yeah, go ahead. Though. Yeah, no, we got like we got like things changed during the season though, right? So right. like it's kind of like all right, well Burks, like you're on a one year deal. Quickly, he's a rookie, so he's part of this core and future that we got going on here. So we're gonna have to help him develop and put him in a role to succeed and. I think it is kind of like that Lou Williams role. Like when he's hot, he's scorching, right? Like he, yeah. He, there's nights where he's no, just you, like he, he can't, he can't stop him. <laughs> yeah, he can go like six to six for seven from three, and you're like, all right, just keep feeding him. Like Burks is like, you know, like he can do that too. But they're both like, you don't know what you're gonna get on a certain night. But I think for quickly, it's like he came in as a shooter. He can draw the fouls from just shooting without even really driving to the lane, which is just right fantastic right and just like that's just magic i don't even know how he as a yeah. rookie yeah exactly he's a student of the game man he's just studying. Yeah. yeah no he really is he really is a student of the game um and so i think to him it's just you know i think tibbs wants him to shoot i think tibbs is like look you're going against second units go in there and try to get your shots and 
you know, because if you're hitting, it's you're going to get double teamed. Yeah, like, you're getting double teamed. It's a wrap. Bur- Burks is not Burks is not getting double teamed like IQ. IQ is getting double teamed just as soon as he gets he crosses half court um, on some nights, and you're just like, you know what it is. So he has to shoot in order for that team to work. Um, I think it's just you know maybe he needs a break. This is his time for like I don't know if it's necessarily w- rookie wall, mm. but this is just time for him to get a break. No, I agree with you. I, I and he'll be back. I'm not worried about it. Like I will I'll say this though. Um, you're right. At the beginning of the season, he was finding you know he had corner calf. Um, who was finding corner Kev? It was IQ. He was passing the ball to him in the corner all the time. And I, and I feel like um, Tom, just like he did with Alfred Payton, I think he was encouraging him to shoot more. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's been happening. And I think right now he's trying to find his, his place between running the team and shooting. And he went haywire with the Spurs. Like, when we, when we were down and the game was over, he was just like, he was chucking. He was my time to shine. He just kept... <laughs> And I was just like, man, I know we down, but at least, you know, p- practice getting somebody else involved, get OB touches, like, you know, get get other people going. So, like, he has he has such a dangerous skill where he can pull up from three from anywhere that if developed properly is going to be dangerous. But to couple, you have, you have to couple that with playmaking abilities to really be effective um, on his team um, long term. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. hopefully... Hopefully he does that, but for me, for me, as far as yesterday as yesterday's game goes, I do feel like we just missed shots. I feel like the second unit they moved the ball a little bit better. The shots that we missed were wide open when they made that run. Uh, quickly's quickly's uh, he missed like two threes in the corner that were wide open. Frank missed the he airballed uh, like a floater. They was, floater, yeah. Yeah, it was a wide open floater. After he got the head fake, I was like, okay, that's a good shot, but he. he you just have to hit that shot. You can't. You can't miss that shot. But I think. I think the offense overall looked better. It didn't look perfect, but it just looked better. It didn't look like a Chuck offense. You know what I mean? And I think we just missed shots, and we didn't have the defense to hold them at bay um, while we were missing shots, and that's why the first unit had to come in and pretty much save us. You know what I mean? And that's what happens when you have rookies running the second unit. <laughs> you have, you're going to have nights yeah. where it's going to carry us, and you're going to have nights where um, the first unit is going to have to come right back in and, and save us. Um, let's bring me to this next question of Alfred Payton versus Derrick Rose, because Derrick Rose has, been, has looked really good with this first unit. Um, the, the chemistry between him and Julius Randle, to me, seemed almost instant. Mm-hmm. Right, game one, he was picking, finding Julius Randle with the picking pops, automatically. Um, but we, as we are seeing at times with Derrick Rose in the first unit, the second unit suffers a little bit because it doesn't have a, a focus if IQ isn't hitting on all cylinders. So the question for you guys is like, at this point, do you see? Are you still convinced that Derrick Rose should be starting if we're going to be taking him away from the second unit? Well, for me, like, when Rosa with the first unit, I feel like he meshes with the first unit better than Peyton does. So I would remain with Rose on the first unit. My question is, I don't know how Peyton meshes with the second unit because, for example, Peyton's Peyton's the type of point guard where he, he penetrates, he drives to the basket. He's 
he doesn't pass the ball as much as he did the previous season. Yeah. You know, this season, this season he looks like he's more of a scoring point guard at the moment where he just gets to the basket and finishes at the rim. So now if you're pairing with IQ, it's like you both you basically have two point guards where at the moment they're not really looking to pass. You know, they're looking more to score rather than pass. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to pick your poison with Peyton. It's like, do you rather them in the in that first unit? Or second unit, and right now Rose works better with the first unit, so I would probably demote Payton to the second unit. But it, it's tough. Like if 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 it was my if it was my choice, like I'd rather you see if I could get something for Payton and just roll with what we have now. And yeah. because I would rather I would rather IQ and Frank in the backcourt together because Frank is a bit passive as opposed to IQ, who's more aggressive. And I feel like you have that passive aggressive. You know, yeah, offense, defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Where it's like, you know, IQ may not pass the ball much, but at least with Frank, you know, like he'll, you know, move the ball around and things of that nature, as opposed to having two point guards in the backcourt where, you know, it's like both at the moment look like they have more tunnel vision than, you know, passing the ball around. I agree. Uh, I mean, I think, so. yeah. What about you, Alex? I'd like to see D Rose in the starting unit. And can we just, you know, move Peyton like to the Clippers or just, you know, we don't yeah. actually have to. I, I, like, I think that's the best. Like, Derrick Rose offers you shooting, like, better shooting than Peyton. Mm, um, I yeah. know Peyton went off, and I'm not like Peyton had a good game. He's been playing well before he even got injured. Like, he stepped his game up, but his game is mostly predicated on driving to the rim yeah. and attacking the lane. And I know Tibbs needs that, but he also needs a guy who can not only just do that. He also needs someone who can shoot as well because mm-hmm. now you got RJ, Randall, and then Peyton, three guys who are predicated on attacking the lane, driving to the rim. And then if you're going to have Noel and, or Mitch in the start, that's someone just chilling in the dunker spot Facts. and you need space in order to operate. And so you're hoping that Reggie Bullock is just a flamethrower that nah, night. That's not happening. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's, that's like a, we're asking for like a once in a blue moon. So like, yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have D Rose who has shown that he has improved his jumper. Um, like I would rather, t- I would rather have that um, through the last 10 games uh, that Rose has been with us. He's shooting 44% uh, from three. So, you know, I'd, I'll gladly take that. Like, I know that's not sustainable. No, He's not. not that type of shooter. Um, it's probably going to drop to around, like, the 36% area, which which is still fine. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll gladly take I'll that. I'll take that, too. And, like, that's way better than what Peyton gives you and on higher volume, too. Um, so I'll take anything that can just space the floor that you have to honor. And you're not going to get a lot of um, zone defense if you yeah. have Derrick Rose in the starting unit. And then with the second unit, like, I like what I saw with quickly Frank Burks. Like, I think that lineup can work. Um, we've seen it work. It's just yesterday, for the last two games, it wasn't working. Okay, like, right. we had to move Frank. So don't even include the Spurs because Frank had to be with the first unit, which uh, maybe at some point if he's still on this team, but it's just not now. It works better with the second unit. Right. Um, it works better with the second unit, I should say. So I'd like to see quickly Frank Burks, I think that is more of a dynamic. Like, okay, we got three guys that can shoot beyond the, behind the arc. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if, if, so like, and they all can like, like Burks can give like a little like he can get into his bag with his handles if it's if it's going that night quickly once he steps across half court and then Frank if he's chilling in the corner, you know he can shoot from the corner as well and then it just opens it up for Taj and Obi to do something. Um, I'd rather have that. That makes more sense. 
And I think Tibbs actually likes Frank from what I see. Yeah, like it seems like it, right? Which is weird. So <laughs> hopefully, like, they, like if Peyton can be moved to, like, a playoff contention team, I just it's just hard because I don't hate Peyton. I know, like, everyone gets on Peyton. Yeah. It's just he just does not fit with this team and uh, what they're trying to do. He offers some solid defense, but it's just not this team that he – he just he's just not working on this team like that's just case of point that's what everyone that's like remove yourself from the Alfred hate and just see like what you're seeing on the course like this dude just does not work and like i get the frustration like you want quickly to start but i'll take d rose who's you know former mvp has been in the league long enough and is accustomed to doing it besides just launching a rookie into like uh, we like yeah the second half schedule like we got the fifth strength of schedule toughest strength of yeah, schedule we're gonna like, need him. in the east so you know Keep that in mind um, for anyone who's, like, asking quickly to start. Like, I'll rather have quickly, like, play a lot more minutes and then end the game. Starting, like... I feel you. He's got the, it's going to be Ben Simmons. It's going to be Kyrie Irving. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a nightmare, you know? Even Drew Holiday is not a guard I'd want to see. Like, IQ have to, like, who's crafty and just, like, who's a solid veteran and just knows all the tricks, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not flashy, but he knows all the tricks. So, it's just... It, it, just give me Derrick Rose this yeah, time. Nah, nah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. And and, and here's the thing, because we seen we seen the second unit work with IQ going off, right? We we talked about this, and I was waiting to see. I don't. Even, yeah, you wasn't here for these for these episodes, um, Alex. But I was specifically waiting to see what would happen if IQ is not hot and how the team plays. And the first time that happened, it just looked atrocious. The second time it happened was kind of was yesterday <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean but I'm with you guys I'd rather just move Alfred Payton and just roll with IQ and Frank in the backcourt and, and then see what happens I just for me I know Tom wants wins but to me I do feel like it might be worth a little bit of a struggle to kind of force feed a little bit of growth sometimes especially with somebody like Emmanuel Quickly who I know is going to work hard and is going to improve game to game like he seems like the guy who's just he just learns quickly no pun intended. Like the way he, the impact he's made already is already kind of astonishing. So I think he can continue to go in, in that trajectory. And even if he starts to make mistakes, um, I think he'll he'll eventually learn from him. I think he can actually learn the guard position if he's just giving more reps. I, I start in like he doesn't make the crazy passes yesterday, but I feel like he didn't stop the flow of the offense yesterday as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I think even though it didn't look good offensively, I think it's a step in the right direction. And you have to, if you stop looking at the, how the shots, if the shots are going in or not, and just looking at the flow, it's it's easier to see. You know what I mean? Because sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, oh, the shots are going in, we're playing well. And it's like, that's good. It's good. He's proving he's a good shooter. And we need that strength. And that's why he's on the floor. But when, you, when the offense is humming and he's shooting, that's like another step to say, all right, it's really working now. Because it's hop- he's shooting shots. People are getting involved. Now it's... Now, now we're a team. Now we're a basketball team. So I'm, I, I'm willing to go through the growing pains. I'm not sure what Tom is though, but I'm willing to go. Probably no. Yeah, probably no. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, Tom trying to win. Tom trying to win games. This, and it, this is cool. We, we, we look like we're about to be. It seems like at least, at least being the play-in game. At least. All right. Yes. At least. Tom's looking at those three draft picks next season. He's like, nah, we're taking one. We're taking one. Yeah, exactly. He's like, he like, you package those two other picks. One, I don't even, he's like, I don't even care. You package two of those picks and get me somebody ready to play. Yeah, I'm give me, bring team. back Zach. Yeah, I know he's exactly. saying that in the back. Bring back Zach. I know he's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Get me Jimmy Butler. What does it cost? 
No, exactly. Can't do no, that. no, no, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I like Jimmy. No, speaking of Brick, get me Jimmy Butler. Uh, shout out to Joshua Carey who sends his ten dollars super chat. Um, and shout out to you for those who don't know ten dollars super chats. They go to the channel. They go to help pay for the bills, the writers, the mics, the sound equipment, everything. So. I don't get, I don't buy new Jordans, new Hewings. It just helps fund everything. All right. So shout out to everybody who's supporting <laughs> the channel because you're, you're supporting everybody really in, in KOT. All right. So shout out to you guys. All right. So Joshua Carrick says, not sure if you guys addressed this, but realistically, if we make the playoffs and attract a star to fit our core, RJ, Randall, Mitch, IQ, OB, who do you want to see come over? Oh. Who do you want to see come over? My God! Oh, come on, like, all right, man. All right, so this I is a, huh? No, I, was, I was just saying. I just need to look. I just need to look at the free agent list just to make sure. Like, I, are, I, we tra- I, are we trading? Or, 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 or are we trading? Yeah. That's the thing. That's that's a hard question to ask because you don't know what assets. Okay, we've had Bill. In, we've had let's let's go through it. We've had Bill in, in the news. We had Zach Levine in the news. We've had the big free agents in the news. I'm not sure if it's time to make a move like that just this second, unless this is a disgruntled free agent who we can kind of get a deal for, right? So I'm not even sure it's likely we get a, a star. Yeah, I just want to add this right quick. Like, I don't know about the player specifically who I would want because I would have to, you know, do some research and see who's going to be available in free agency next year and things of that nature. But if I have to choose, like I would, I would want to pair somebody with Julius Randle. So more than likely, I'm gonna want to start in the backcourt. Yeah. Whether it be a, whether it be a shooting guard or point guard, like I would, I would want a backcourt star to pair with Julius Randle for next season. Yeah, man. I know I want a scoring wing or guard player, for sure. Yeah, definitely wing is what I'm thinking. Um, that's why, like. I know he's in trouble right now, but that's why uh, Malik Beasley was like a, a consideration because he's right. a good scorer who's a good wing. Um, you know, Zach Levine's a good wing. I don't think the Bulls are going to give him up too easily. Like, no, just, exactly. I know C.J. McCollum was in the news. Uh, I think that was reported by Berman that maybe that, that could be an option. Um, I think it was Berman. Who, yeah. It was either Berman or Bond. Bondi, was, one of the one of the two. It was Berman, um, but we I know we did a show about him. First we thought he was gonna be an expiring, but actually he has four years on a deal. So yeah. I'm not sure what the incentive is to move him unless you just like, you know what, I just want to move Cap because Garrett Trent is just doing that well and we just mm-hmm. want more 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 pieces. But that still puts them in a position of power where they can ask for a lot for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean that the trade that actually worked out well for Portland is if they got Julius Randle because they need someone in the paint. Um, but that just makes no sense no. for us. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Looking for a wing is kind of kind of difficult. Like maybe you can go for a younger player like Michael Porter Jr. I know Denver. It, it seems like Denver wants to keep him long term right now. Although Mike Malone is just. If you right. listen to my like, I, I've been watching Nuggets for like Hoops Habit. Like if you watch the Nuggets and you listen to Mike Malone talk about Michael Porter Jr., it sounds like a father who's just so like up in his own head like what do I do like this kid he's trying to be good but he's just so frustrating to work with like he really <laughs> he like go he go he really goes back and forth between like Michael he's like yeah he's doing good things but he's still like gotta learn and it's I don't know what the the readout on that is and I know the Denver Nuggets also are in like 
they're in cap difficulty. Like they're, I mean, they watched, they, tr- they could even pay Jeremy Grant, even though Jeremy Grant wanted to leave. Right. Um, yeah. They're in cap, they're in a tough cap situation, so they may have to shed money. Um, and so I don't know if Michael Porter Jr. would be around at that point because okay. I know they got Monte Morris, but he also played like MPJ plays the three and the four ish. It depends if he's a good scorer. I'll, I'll say no, that. he's a so, good scorer. Yeah. yeah. Like if you if you want that, like maybe you can transition him into like a wing type player, like a um, he's like a tweener, like Kevin Knox. So no, he's definitely if you want that, um, that's another player to keep in mind. I think that I think if for the right price, you could probably get Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I think so too. I thought the right price you get Michael Porter Jr. for sure. I, I believe that. Will the Knicks go after him? I don't know because we still have seventeen million in cap. Um, so and he he was drafted the same year as Knox. So I, yep. so that means he still has another year. You know? Yes. He, so he still yeah, has another year. Thing, oh, right. But you could potentially like trade. You know, no, you're, you're no, you're right. But you could potentially trade like if say. God knows what Dallas' pick comes this year, right? You wait. Um, and maybe you want to get MPJ in here, and you're going to, since he'll be on that rookie contract, he's a restricted free agent, and you can just pretty much match whatever anyone else is going to pay him. Um, you can go about that option as well. True. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been up and down on Lonzo. I'm back up. <laughs> I was up on him in the summer, down on him when the shooting numbers went down, but my, my interest goes with his shooting numbers. <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much the shooting is back up and i'm just like oh okay well hmm, lonzo free agency Look, i'm not trying to trade for him but free agency i definitely might be looking at him uh joshua sends another another final super chat he says free agents in the backcourt dragic uh i can't see him leading down miami DeRozan, depot foreigner holiday schroeder jj norman powell how how there's in drew yeah, Holiday and Drew. Uh, I'll pass I, I, I Drew Holiday. <laughs> hmm. I'd pass on Drew Holiday. What were you gonna say, Ryan? I'm sorry. No, I'm just, I'm just, looking, I'm just looking at the list right now. I'm down. For, I've said this last week, um, Ryan. I'm down for Foreigner, Foreigner. I think, for, but like, for him, it depends on injury. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel Actually, like he's a good, he'd be like a nice, more consistent piece mm-hmm. who can spread the floor for us on a more consistent basis. It, for me, yeah. it's just if he's going to be injury prone or not. The defense probably is not going to be there like Reggie mm-hmm. Bullock's is, which might drive Tom a little bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Fournier as well. Fournier, he's, he's definitely a player that he can get his buckets and he's not going to stagnate the offense on top of that. Um, right. I, I, I like Schroeder as well. I, I like Schroeder as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like so Schroeder I. also. Um, Norman, Norman Powell, he he has a pretty good game to him as well. He's decent. No, nah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. Dragic, I yeah. can't see happening. Uh, he's a little older, too. Yeah, the same with DeRozan. DeRozan's a bit older as well. Yeah, so I'm kinda, you, you're kind of worried about the stability of there, if they're going to be injury-prone or not. So I would cross those guys off the list. Depot, we've talked about Depot a lot already. Where I feel like even the Rosen too, like they operate the same spaces on the floor as RJ does for the most part. Yeah. So I wouldn't have, I wouldn't want to have that redundant piece. It it might work. It might work though if um um if RJ's three point shooting is real, you know, because mm-hmm. he's been shooting around forty something percent from three for the last month. So if that's real, then maybe you can, I can see a scenario when it works. But to me, it's not a perfect fit. Uh, 
Yeah. And 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 then and then someone also point out he also point out JJ Reddick. I would sign JJ Reddick as a shooter. Who you are you know? giving up for JJ Reddick though? Because he no, he said free agency. Oh, free agency. Yeah, I would sign JJ Reddick as a shooter. I can see. I can kind of see that. I could kind of see that. What, what do you have against Drew Holiday? I actually do like Drew Holiday, though. Yeah, I like Drew Holiday, too. I, I want to know the reasoning. Yeah, I do want to know the reasoning for that. I actually like Drew nah. Like, offense-defensive guy. I think he's... Like, I don't know. I'm not I sure like, why he would lead the Bucks to come to the Knicks. That seems far-fetched to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I like Drew, too. I have nothing against Drew, personally. Like, I think his game is phenomenal. Um, he just got extended. Uh, I don't know. Books-wise, trajectory, like, age all that mixing together. Like, if you think, like, as a point guard, you're going to get a couple more years out of him, I don't know. That's just my that's my thought process. I'd rather go young and so that we can build forward. He's kind of on the latter half looking to right. win. So, he, I, like, I love Drew. You're, when he went to the Pelicans, like... Yeah, I was just like, I was like, ah, I want him on the Knicks. I want him on the Knicks, yeah. Two-way play, hit threes, yeah. That's, that's like, right up our alley. Yeah, like that's that. That's when I wanted Drew, but... Right now, I don't know if that necessarily makes that much sense. He's 30 years old. How much more left do you have, like, in a guard? Is he going to give me, like, is he going to be like Chris Paul just goes, like, age, like, fine, right? Nah, if, yeah. like, if, that, <laughs> if that's the case, like, absolutely. Like, I have no problem with, uh, with Drew Holiday. But I think he, for the Bucks, I don't see the Bucks letting him go. <laughs> they, they're trying to do something. Um, but I like Drew. Yeah. I definitely like Drew, though. Yeah. Um, Maybe yeah. depending on our stage of our development too, like because you know you you, want, you have quick hair, you want him to get minutes. Um, you, you're assuming Upper Payton is not going to be here if you bring in Jew. But then it's like, what do you do with Derrick Rose? You know what I mean? So you, you end up with another. I feel like I feel like it's going to be Derrick Rose. You know what? They probably are going to bring in another point guard and just have um, have quickly be a combo guard like he is right now. I can see that happening too. Instead of him just being a pure point guard. So you're right. I can, I can see. I can see. I can actually see a space for Drew Holiday if he wasn't extended. Actually, I take that back. He wasn't. He wasn't extended. He's only got one more. He's only got one more year on his contract for twenty six. Okay. So it's actually not I that bad. So. Yeah. I thought so. I thought so. No, no, no. So actually, I no, thought I take so. That back. It actually, I would be if open. You want to get him in free agency? If you get him in free agency, I, I'd, I'd be, be open to, to Drew Holiday. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be open at to 32, Drew Holiday. He'd be thir- he'd be thirty two when he came on the team, but. How many more years? So maybe you do something like Kyle Lowry, like maybe do a one yeah. plus one with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be fine. I, I would do a Drew Holiday for sure, uh, if he's open to it. I would. If he left the Bucks, I'd be surprised for sure. That means our culture is really doing that, doing well to, for him to leave the Bucks to come to the Knicks. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yes, D Rose is a free agent. Sk D Rose is a free agent. You know. Yo, shout out to the chat. If you love the Knicks talk, man, hit the like button, man. We got 48 likes right now, 77 watching. Let's get that up to like, can we get it to 60? Can we make 60? If you get 60, I'll, I'll be happy. You know what I'm saying? Get us trending. Um, we doing these. Listen, this is going to be the last live show before the games officially come back together, right? But we, we will be dropping more content. We're going to be doing like a recap uh, show or a player review show that should be coming out next week. So stay tuned for that. All right. Just make sure if you like the channel. Please like the content, subscribe to the channel, and yeah, rock with us on the KOT show, man. We, we, we talk Knicks, we talk basketball, and we love the people over here who rocking with KOT, all right? So shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Fritz, B-Watch, Jean Mark, Joshua, Craig, SK, Ralph Squitary, Brooklyn Belly, everybody who came through the chat. I saw some hashtag news earlier. My bad if I missed you. 
I think it was mad far up. If you a hashtag new yo, if you a hashtag new shout shout, say it again in chat. My bad, I missed you. We, we started going, <laughs> and I missed all the hashtag news. <laughs> but if you're new, hit hashtag new. I'll wait for you for the second. I'll shout you out real quick. All right. But shout out to everybody over here. Junior Karuma too as well. I see you over here on both channels on Nick Nick Time and Nick's Fan T-shirt. Shout out to you as well. All right. All right. Cool. So. We're going to wrap it up soon, but I got more. I got one more question for you guys as we're wrapping up uh, the season. Because as of now, we're doing way better than we thought we were going to do. Um, so, you know, I just want to ask you guys, what do you think is the biggest surprise of the season for you? Uh, for me, I think it's easy. Julius Randle. <laughs> it's easy. I mean, there's a few things that I can point out, but go ahead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. For me, it's just, it's just easy. Julius Randle because he went from being this guy that we like, you know, Knicks fans wanted to get rid of so badly to an All Star this season, and it's like he just did a complete 180 in this game. Like it's he's all around now. Like he shoots the three, he shoots the mid range, he bullies people in the paint. The double comes. He gets other teammates involved and this and that. So, and then on top of that, like, he plays better defense as well. Like, I don't think, you know, like, going into the season, I don't think I don't think any of us would have predicted that we would have saw this version of Julius Randle that we're seeing this season. So, for me, it's easy. Julius Randle is the biggest surprise for me this season. Nah. Acceptable answer. <laughs> Alex, what, you, what do you got, man? Biggest surprise this season? Um... The Knicks are above 500. That's another one. Yeah. yeah. yeah another one. The, yeah. Knicks are the Knicks yeah. are above. Come on. The Knicks are above 500. Are you kidding me? He's supposed I to mean, have was it? 22 win season. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. yeah, no. Like I'm just shocked that we're doing so well on the shoulders of Julius Randle with RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly. Just everyone on the team is like playing. Everyone, for the most part, most of the, mostly everyone's playing well um, and providing it on a nightly basis. So. I'm just happy to see that we have a competitive team, that we're, what, we're fifth in the East right now, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, you know, not too far. If, if we get, if for some reason we get in the top four and get home court advantage, that I will go bonkers, man. Oh, I will boy. be jumping out oh, the window. Oh, man. <laughs> this, yo, I'm just telling you right out the gate, Alex, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Right out the gate after the All-Star break, I know. Bucks. It's, Bucks first one. So what is it? Is it like Bucks, Brooklyn, Philly, Philly, Brooklyn yeah, something or something like crazy that. like that? It's, yeah. It's, Yo, it's, something, it's something bonkers like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, anyhow the Knicks make the fourth seed and get home court advantage in the first round of playoffs. First of all, you know, that shit Yo, was earned. Because, because yep. the Knicks had a tough schedule, so you already know that would be earned. But New York City would be so lit. I hope by then Madison Square Garden is full. I hope so because it would be oh yeah, it'd be man. So crazy. It would be crazy. Nah, I mean you're already hearing the MVP chance for RJ Barrett, man. Like, come on. Like <laughs> imagine if you're the fourth, fifth seed in the playoffs by the time this is over, it's gonna be crazy. The culture change would and be insane. And imagine if we had to face Boston first round. Oh, I'd love that. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. You know, it would be lit. <laughs> yep. Yo, 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 shout out to Iller, man. Iller said, yo, Jay Ellis, you give Perry and Mills credit for signing Julius Randle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 90%, 90% to Perry, 10% to Mills. Yeah. <laughs> for me, Perry, Mills is the guy who overpays everybody. 
He's a guy when he was left alone with the checkbook. He gave Ron Baker too much money. He gave uh, he gave um, Tim Hardaway Jr. seventy two million dollars. Like he's the guy where you you can't leave him by himself. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now Scott is a guy who he might try to trade picks prematurely, but he has his eyes on certain players and he makes right moves and, and he's he's making sure you're fiscally responsible at all times. Yes. So. Oh yeah, uh, you can't you can't forget about the contract game Noah as well. Exactly. Yeah, like these guys, they've gotten they've gotten uh, five one year deals since Scott Perry has gotten to the gotten to the team. So I absolutely give them credit for that. I also give Steve Mills credit for ruining this team um, for years and years to come. But and I give Scott Perry for you know making bad and good choices. It makes bad, <laughs> man. but you know ultimately he's made some good choices because you know we're we're going in the right direction so far. All right. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yo, shout out to Jay Boogie in the chat. What's going on, my guy, man? Shout out to go yo gunshots for the gunshots for Jay Boogie in the chat. I, I, this the closer making his way to KOT says what's good with the chat y'all. Get them like buttons up for my man JL and the squad. All star break. We still putting that work in. Days off. Let's go Knicks. See y'all after the break. Load management. So Jay Boogie's going to hibernation. <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. Well, shout out to Jay Boogie, man. In and out like a crack out. Shout out to you, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man. My bad. Was that was that too much for you too? My bad. All right. Yo, Joshua Craig with the $10 super chat. It says, just sending money out to support the chat. Yo, salute to you, man. Great streams, y'all. But as a season ticket holder, I'm worried the empty stadium is helping these Knicks win. Ha. Huh. You know what? <laughs> I've thought this myself, to be honest with you, Joshua, because especially the beginning when the Knicks are trying to figure things out, I've always wondered if the garden was full, would they be booing certain players? Alfred Payton especially, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Alfred as soon as he touches the court, he'd get booed. There's, there, there's no, they'd be <laughs> chanting, we want Frank, D-Rowe, or no, actually... Frank and Quickly be the first two to yes. be chanted for. Yeah. Yes. They were definitely 100% would have been, we want Frank chanting, we want D. Rose Frank. Matter of fact, the, the first night that fans were allowed in the building, <laughs> Derek Rose, like, the, the, the who would have, who would have explained the first night they were in the building? Uh, uh, Warriors. The Warriors yeah. are in the building. The Knicks build the lead. The Warriors are starting to catch up. And they started the We Want IQ chants. And I made a joke that, you know, because CP was at that game, I made a joke that CP started a chance because he started the We Want Frank chance back in the day last year. <laughs> so I was like, yo, CP's at it again. He's in the front row. Everybody can hear him now. Like, he definitely started that with Ash. So I don't know. I, I, could, I can definitely see them going in on players, especially Alfred Payton when he was not passing the ball and bricking layups. Oh, yeah. man, that would have been bad. The boos, the boo birds would have been going for sure. Yep. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. For sure. But yo, yo, shout out to shout out to Joshua, man. Really supporting the channel, man. Uh, th thanks a lot for, for the support. Um, definitely gonna help a lot, a bunch of people. So shout out to you, all right? Yo, y'all talked about anything? I talked about any everything. Uh, there's nothing really else to talk about except to shout out to Chat, man. Shout out to, shout out to the Chat. Shout out to Free Quincy. Shout out to Joshua Craig. Shout out to Iller. Shout out to Jay Boog, who was who's in it, one in one out, real quick. Leo Asenio, Fritz Alessandro, my guy, tell him Alejandro. Everybody who shout out, who came in the chat and rocked with the KOT and Knicks Fan TV, shout out to you guys, all right? 
Um, any last words about this game? Are you looking forward to the All-Star game? What y'all doing this weekend, man, on this break? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the All-Star game. Uh, I want to see what Obi's going to do for the dunk competition. Mm. Um, yeah, and I just want to see what the All-Star game is going to be like. Uh, hopefully they have, uh, was it, the the Elam ending again like they did last season. That was really uh, that was really cool where like you have a set score they have to get at to. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I don't need to see like regular like regular fourth quarter just like blow out. Like I want to see them actually like work for it. I guess. No, nah, that was um, good. That was a good move, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it just feels like everything's like packed in like one day. It's ridiculous. It feels like you got the venue for like one day. And you have like five hours to do everything that you want. That's what this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> feels like. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Facts, man. No, you're yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> oh, oh man, and yo, they, they they super chatting us with the grill questions right now, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> On a wrap up, he's like, no, not just not yet. You're not wrapping up, guys. I got the super chat question, and it's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ah uh, man. Yeah, that's I a got, tough one. He's yeah, yeah, he's making, I got he making you, he making you yeah, on the spot <laughs> trades. Uh. On the spot trades. <laughs> he said what? Shout out to, to John Mark, who sends a $10 super chat. Who says, what are some potential trades to improve the team? Each one of you should give your predictions. Oof. 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 Potential trades. Potential trades. For what? This season? Next season? What, what are he, we doing It could here? be any season, man. He says potential trades. That could mean anything. God. All right, I'm going I'm to I'm throw it out there. All right, let's go, Ryan. Up at bat first. Devin Booker's going to be a Nick next season. Oh, come on. Are you saying? I'm going to say Devin Booker's going to be a Nick next season. Oh, my. This is why I hate talking about trades, man. All these uh, damn pie in the sky. We're going to sign Derek Booker, LeBron James, Michael Jordan come out retirement and drop 50. No, it's not. <laughs> Uh, I guess if we're doing trades like that, I'm going to piggyback off Ryan and say Carl Anthony Towns will be a Nick within oh, the next Carl, two yo, three seasons. Right. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm hitting the unlike button myself. <laughs> thumbs down. Does <laughs> oh, anybody have a thumbs down their own channel? Please. <laughs> okay. I think if you, if you want a real trade, if you want a real trade, I think, I think a trade that could work. Um, if we need a guard, I'm going to go back to Denver. Gary Harris, uh, Gary Harris, I think, is a, is a potential player that the Knicks could trade for if they want somebody in the rotation. He can space the floor, good scorer. I think his time in Denver is coming to an end, um, if they really want him. Okay, all right. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, that's um, definitely reasonable. I can see... Yo, John Mark says this is worth a hundred dollar super chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hmm. I want to see. Okay, I mentioned Fournier before. Um. I can see a trade. You know what it is though? I'm not. These guys who are 18, who can score 18 a game, I wouldn't trade for them. I wouldn't trade no first for them. No, but how about this? I'm going to do a raw thing. Package our first. Mm -hmm. Here we go. A realistic trade that can help the team. Maybe package our Dallas first with OB to try to move up in the draft. Oh, man. 
We're taking two rookies again? <laughs> no, package. We, no, not taking two rookies. We're packaging, Yo, packaging our Dallas first to move up in this mm-hmm. year's draft. Mm-hmm. To try to get a Cade or somebody in the top five or, or a Suggs. Yeah, that, that, that's the only way I'd do it. If it's Cade or Suggs, one of those top point guys, that's the only way I'd do it. If it's for, you know, any, oh, anybody else, I'm like, uh, not really. But if it's for, like, one of those special point guards, yeah. Oh, so you're saying OB plus both picks to move up in the draft. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm gotcha. saying. Gotcha. I would... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me I'm getting Cade. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me get, I don't know if they would do it, though. I don't know if they would do it or they would be like, oh, these are three picks that uh, we can use and we're trying to fill out a talent. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how they would feel about it. I would try. If you're telling me the Pistons are dead last who took Killian Hayes. They're definitely not going to do if, it. Uh, you don't think they would take two? They need talent. You don't think they'd take two draft picks to draft? They they supposedly got their point guard in Killian Hayes. I know he's injured, but are you just going to waste it on for one and you could potentially get, or you just do, or we really do the, the haul and they just take up all of our, we just do it all. They take all the picks that we had essentially because we traded their, the Charlotte, <laughs> Charlotte pick with them. They get their they get their Detroit pick. Get their the Detroit Dallas back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then they, we give them, we swap with our pick. So then you can say, all right, there you go. Take all the picks. We want, uh, we want Cade. You can fill out your roster because this is a stack draft. So mm-hmm. work out yeah. that way. The, the, the thing is, though, is if, if I'm Detroit, I'm not taking that trade just for the simple fact it's like, because the way there's, the way they're predicting Cade Cunningham to be, they're, they're, they're like, they're predicting this guy to be, like the second coming of them. Exactly. I, I don't know, like Jason Kidd or somebody like that. So it's like me as me being Detroit, I'm like, I can probably pair this guy in the backcourt with Killian Hayes and Happy that's and, and, and yeah, 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 and that and that's gonna like, you know, have our franchise rise up, you know, exponentially within like a year. So like for me to really want to like trade down, it has to be a team that has like a legit point guard in place already. Like exactly. somebody that's established so it's like you're gonna have to hope that like I don't I don't know I don't know that, like who's gonna be in the lottery like I don't know like I mean, if, I mean let's, just, let's, just, let's, just, let's just set this tankathon go ahead Ryan keep talking no like we <laughs> <laughs> you gonna check the tankathon yeah yeah but but I mean like it, like for example like say for example out of luck you know like some of the teams that's in the lottery already like say for example Sacramento Kings right they end up mm-hmm. with like a top pick maybe they might be like you know we already have De'Aaron Fox. Maybe we maybe we would you know look for a trade where we could get we get a bunch of picks and move down the draft to you know possibly pick players that you know yeah. to turn around De'Aaron Fox and you know something like that. Then I could see that. But if it's a team that's like desperate need for a point guard yeah. or a team or a team like the Pistons or the like even the Timberwolves for example, you have D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards. In they the might move court. him for the yeah. Y- you know like although, although that point maybe then maybe you do the reverse. You know what I mean? Like maybe. Uh-huh. But they don't have their pick if you're the Timberwolves. The Warriors got that. Oh, the Warriors oh. got that pick. Okay. So, so like the Warriors, for example, the Warriors end up with a top pick. You know, they got Steph in the backcourt. They got Clay. You know, it's like you know, do you really need K Cunningham? Do they? They're they're yeah. in the they're in the bubble of the lottery, so they can go either way. I I, I think they're going to make the playoffs, so but they're on the edge. They are on the does, edge. They're on the edge. Do they sure. have? Hold on, do they have it? I'm trying to make sure that I'm right about that. Bottom line, it's going to be very hard to get K. Because if you look at any of these teams, Minnesota, Detroit, 
Houston, they can all use a guard. Like any, okay. there's no, there's, they can all use a point guard to change. Like I can't. The only one, like like Ryan said, the only outlier to me is Sacramento. So that's so the only Minnesota. outlier to me. That's so, like if they get on this, they're they're not they they might be open to trading him. No, nah, that makes sense. So because Sacramento has De'Aaron Fox, now nah, that makes sense. So Minnesota is a top three protected pick. So if they got the number one, they would, I don't know what they would do. They would have they would have to. Uh, I don't yeah. think that would happen. They need <laughs> they probably they need, t- they'd probably take Cade. <laughs> yeah, it's like we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll pair him with Dr. and see what happens. And then they'll have they, they pro- they're definitely trading Hill then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if if Minnesota takes Cade, then someone's def- then probably D'Angelo D'Angelo Russell's gonna be the odd man out. They're gonna probably gonna trade him. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough coming up with trades. Though. It's really tough coming up with trades. Uh, Zach Levine might be the only other case that might be possible, but he's you know that's still a long shot because they're better now. The Bulls are better now, so that's more depending on what how Zach Levine feels because you know those guys have improved. They're in the playoff hunt, so he might just feel better about that team anyway. But that's something to keep an eye on at the end of the season because if they don't make it, if they don't make it, and we do. And then, you know, Randall goes over by the All-Star game. He's like, yo, the culture, dog, the culture. He's like, eh. <laughs> you know, that can, I can see that move happening. I can see a pick and a player or something for Levine happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A pick or two. I can see that happening. And everybody being on board for that. And then you have Levine with Randall and, and uh, Quickly and RJ, et cetera, et cetera. I can see that. Depending on how how um, Chicago finishes the, the year, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. This is this has been a thought provoking question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks putting us on the spot. <laughs> like like damn, I didn't even get a chance to go through my trade notes. What the hell? Your trade notes? We usually got trade notes, and you know. <laughs> but yeah, I think next episode too, when Rob comes back, we're gonna do like a trade a trade. We're gonna do like a under the radar trade episode with raw and we're also going to yeah it's also stay tuned for our breakdown our yearly breakdown of the players of the half card what do you what we call, report card right what do you call it report card? yeah report card yeah yeah the report card we're gonna have like a report card episode that we're gonna record soon as well all right so you guys are stay we, tuned are we, are, hold on are we, are we grading the players individually or are we just grading the season now we're gonna praise the players we're gonna go, to, we're gonna right. go this is gonna be stat heavy i'm doing research <laughs> all right, I'm not gonna be sleeping for the next few days. I'm gonna be doing all. I'm gonna have all the stats laid out. Tr- trust. <laughs> all right, so stay tuned. I'm gonna have offensive, defensive rating. I'm gonna have all that stuff. Yep. Pick, gonna pick have and roll. Before coffee. Yo, pick <laughs> and roll stat. Pick and roll defense. I'm gonna have all that stuff. So if you like stats, the next show we, we're gonna record it on. We should record it on Monday. So look out around like Wednesday or so. Wednesday or Thursday, the show should drop. It. Watch out for that. All right. All right. Cool. All right, that is our show. I don't even know how long we've been recording for, but that is our show. Um, thank you guys for for watching. Uh, yo, thank you for the super chats, man, because super chats really help the channel. Um, it really helps us just kind of just build everything out, just makes everything easier for everyone. All right, so shout to shout out to the chat, shout out to everybody, shout out to Precocious Neophyte. I saw you hashtag new, Mix Sports, Jean Marc. Um, into the Knicks verse, shout out to you, my guy. Yo, I checked your channel out. Nice, nice job, man. Into the new. Uh, the next verse, I just I just got hit to you like a day ago. Um, Jean Cherry, Mix Sports, 
Uh, everybody, man. Fritz, Telehandro. Shout out to everybody in chat. Everybody supports KOT show. Um, yeah, I can't wait for the, for the draft, man. It's going to be a fun draft. Hoping to see Julius Randle mix people up, win the skill challenge as, as our, our lead power forward making, playmaking guy. And I want to see Obi dunk over a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to see Obi dunk over a car. I don't want to. All right. So, yeah. Um, yo, Alex, tell them when they find you, man. Jealous, Ryan. It's always good chopping up with you guys. Thank right. you for having me on, as always. Everyone, if you want to check out where you can find my work, I'm at Hoops Habit, which is part of Fanside. to cover the Knicks uh, and the Nuggets over there. Uh, if you guys are interested in reading something else, I don't know why you are. You're all Knicks fans <laughs> in here. So if you want the Knicks stuff over there, you can also find some of my written work over at KnicksFanTV.com. You can also check out the podcast, Knicks, Jets, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're a Jets fan in here and you're miserable like I am, you can come check out that <laughs> pod as well. Um, and then you can also, if you're into sports betting, tally site. I make my bets over there. Um, if you want to, if you're into betting on the NBA, so that's where you can find all my work. All right, all right. Um, you can find me. You know, I'm on Instagram too. Find me at Jealous Draws Things. That's because uh, I, I draw things. I make logos. I draw art. I made websites. I, I made the graphics. I made the graph. Made the. Gra- I made the screens for Knicks Fan TV. I, I do a lot. So shout out to you. Shout out to me. Uh, everybody supports KOT Show. You can follow us on all social media. That is DKOT Show on on Twitter, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram, and also on the blog, the Nick of Time Show. You can check out our writers there as well. You can check out the merch there as well, like this KOT hat. Uh, we got the, the Maple Mamba shirt from, for RJ. Shout out to you. And all other T-shirts there as well. All right? And also find us on audio podcasts, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you love the show, rate it. Give us five. Talk about it. Help us in the standings on, on – uh, Apple and all those places, all right? Ryan, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is Chillin'. Sir G is Chillin'. That is S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan G K-O-T. All right. That is our show. We out of here.